When I was a child, I had this dream, this desire, this need, something unstoppable to, to be a photographer, basically, from the time I first discovered it. It connected with so much of my life. The nerdy Daniel loved the science and math of it. The, the introverted and shy Daniel liked the way that it could be a way for me to break conversations, to enter into groups, to use it as a, a passage. And, you know, the budding artist Daniel liked the fact that I could create, even though my hands were not steady enough to paint the pictures or draw the cartoons and things that I was into doing when I was younger, as well as I would have liked to. I was just looking at a book called The War of Art. And I'll put a link to it in the description. I'm going to talk a little bit about this book today, but I just started reading it and this really stuck out to me. This is a quote from the book. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Welcome to A Voice for Creators. I'm your host, Daniel Norton. If it's not clear so far... <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about getting from the desire, the want, the need, the yearning to the being. A little warning here. I just started reading this book. It is a little bit, all right, it's not a little bit. It's very blunt. And this book might not be for everyone. But uh, one of the critiques of it or uh, write-ups of it says a kick in the butt. Well, they use a different word than that. But if you're the type of person that can handle that, and if you want something to give you a little bit of a slap, this book might be for you. If you're not that person, uh, this is maybe not for you. Like I say, I'll put a link in the description below. I'm going to talk about it a little bit here. And when I finish the book, I might talk about it again because it's pretty cool. It, it kind of is broken up into a whole bunch of little tiny chapters. Well, there's three sections of the book. And then each idea, if you will, is kind of a chapter. And they're like one page each. So that you could read this thing really quickly and I recommend reading it quickly. Actually, I read through, like I say, about a third of it uh, already in like an hour. Um, and I think the first time you read through it is best to do that and then kind of go through and pick out what you want. But what it got me thinking about was the idea that, and I've talked about this before, that when I was younger, people told me that I couldn't be an artist, right? It didn't fall into the norm, right? Go to school for business, get a job, be an accountant, have a house in the suburbs, I guess, and, you know, two cats and a car and go on vacation for two weeks a year. Being an artist is not what you want to do. And it might be true that taking it on as you're living and risking things might not be the most important thing to most people. But it's not just arts. There's so many things in life that we want to do that we're kind of putting to the side or not doing because various reasons, mostly fear. Um, you could chalk it up to many, many things, but I think that's what it comes down to. And we've talked about fear before and risk and reward. But here I just want to talk a little bit about the idea of how other people, and again, I'm going to start off by giving this little thing and say, do not blame other people for holding you back. If you're doing that, then that's just as bad. But there are people in our lives, whether they be friends, family, people we just meet, people we listen to their podcast, you know, YouTube videos, teachers in school that will tell you you can't do the things that you want to do. 
And obviously there's life circumstances that put make things harder for different people. But the reality is, is that if there's a drive inside you to do something, in this case, the arts, and it is so powerful that it's something you think about all the time that you just can't get away from when you're younger, you need to move on that. And I think many of the people, I've talked to so many of you out there that are older, you've had a successful career, you're maybe even still in the middle of it, you are or just started it, you maybe have a family, you maybe have certain things going on, and you realize, you know what, I want to be a photographer, I want to do this, but you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, you don't think it's all right, because of course, if you go to your friends who also work at those regular jobs, they're going to tell you, oh no, don't do that, you need your 401k or you know, you need a regular health insurance. And yes, we all know those things. Um, don't do it. It's, it's too hard. It's too difficult. And I think that partially that is because they're projecting their fear onto you, right? They can't find the way to break through to do the thing they want to do. So they want you to stay with them in their place. And this is not uncommon. Uh, you've probably had this done to you and you've maybe done it to people. I know that I have both things in my life. And whether you are young or older, just starting your career or at the end of your career, if you want to be a creator, if you want to create art, whether it be writing, photography, painting, you want to do music, you want to do, or just want to do something that's outside the norm of what people consider the normal thing to do, the right thing to do. Don't wait. Start right now. Do it. Don't allow the resistance, the people around you to stop you from moving forward. There are so many opportunities for us out there if we just take them. One of the most common things we're going to find is people criticizing our choices to do things that are in the arts, to do something that's different than what they do, that what most people do. Because people find connection in groups. This is not uncommon, even if you are kind of a loner. There is that certain security of being with a group and to not feel like you're on the outside. It can feel bad to feel like you're on the outside. And the funny part about it is it's often those on the outside that produce the things that bring people together. So it's it's a weird little uh, combination thing there. And uh, like Chris Christopherson says in the song, Jesus was a Capricorn. People will hate anything that they don't understand. And when people see you saying, you know what, I want to work less hours and do this side business or go off and do arts. You know, I like to bake and I'm going to start a little company and I'm going to spend my weekends at the farmer's market selling my cupcakes and stuff. Well, why would you do that? You make really good money. That's a waste. You know, you could be doing something else on the weekend, like golfing or whatever people do, right? Well, you know what? You're doing it because you love to do it. And that love will move you forward. But the thing is, if we love something too much, in a sense, and we fear it falling apart, that can hold us back. So we need to have this ability as artists to kind of, and I'm just getting into the section of the book where he talks about it, to go pro. And when he says pro in the book, as far as I'm reading it, it's not necessarily that you're doing it for money, although obviously that is part of going pro, but it's that you're acting like you are. The concept that you go to your job every day because you need to pay your bills. But if photography is not paying your bills, you might not do it one day because you don't feel like it or because something else got in the way. 
And the idea that you need to prioritize the things that are the most important to you is key here in moving forward. And it's never too late. Again, I will restate that over and over again. If you have an interest in something, pursue it. Do it. Take your weekends to do it. Don't do the things that people expect you to do. Start on the side. And one of the beauties of being an artist is that you don't necessarily have to quit your job to do these things. Now, that being said, don't treat it like it's a one-off. Uh, I'll do it when I have a chance. Focus on it and be professional about it. Say, I'm going to set aside this time just like it's a job to do my art every day or twice a week or whatever you have those times to do it at first so that it can become a habit, something that's part of your life, something that eventually you need to do. I remember, I'm very out of shape now, but I used to be a runner when I was younger. And when I first stopped running because I had an injury, it was torturous. I, I wanted to run so bad every day and I couldn't. And that's what we want art to be for us. We want to start doing it so much that it becomes a habit that when we don't pick up our camera or we don't sit down to write or we don't sing a song or whatever it is that you're doing, it will feel like, what are we doing? Have you ever like suddenly had a day off from work and you're home or whatever and you just don't know what to do with yourself? That's what it should feel like when you're not able to do the art. You just don't know what to do with yourself. You need to get yourself in that mindset. It is your life in so many ways. And that doesn't mean that it's going to take away from what you normally do. It doesn't have to, but you've got to give it its space. If you don't give it its space, it will never grow. One of the hardest things to do is to do something on the side. It's actually kind of funny. In a way, if you've got a job and you're making decent money and you say, I'm going to start a bakery. So you put your money aside, you quit your job and you start this bakery. Every day you get up and you go in there and you bake your bread and you do these things, you make your sales and it might be a struggle, but strangely, in my experience, that's actually easier to deal with in life than having that full-time job still and then getting up on your days off to do the baking that you can sell at the street fair. Those weekend warriors, those part-time artists, those part-time business people, they are the ones that we should really be looking at and saying, wow, that's impressive. They can do everything else that they do in their life and still do the thing they love. And that's the beauty of it. Maybe you have a desire. Maybe you want to eventually open a bakery and you just can't do it for whatever reason. You don't have enough money saved or you want to establish a customer base. There's always going to be reasons not to do it. But starting and showing yourself, showing, we've talked about this before, small successes can be huge. So if there is something you want to do, if you want to become a full-time photographer, start shooting even if it's for a charity. Start sending photos to galleries to be shown if that's what you're trying to do. Start making a, a, an account, let's say, in a stock library where you're going to sell stock photography, whatever it might be. Do these things now, even if you don't need the money because you've got a regular job. Don't wait until you have to make the jump to go full time. Start breaking the ground now. That way, when the time comes, it will already be part of you. When you have that weekend that you're free because, let's say, the farmer's market's closed because it's now the winter, it feels weird. It's like, what am I going to do? I'm so used to doing that, just like you'd be used to going to work every day. And you know what? That's when you find something else to do. You do a blog about the recipes that you're doing. You do a YouTube channel showing people how to bake things. You do mail order of cupcakes. You find another way to make it work because now you're already in the rhythm. If you stop, you know, it's November and you're just like, well, 
The farmer's markets are basically over for the season. I'll do it next spring. No, no, you won't. It'll always be something in your way. If you really, truly desire to do something, do it. Try it. Get out there. Put yourself out there. Take a risk. That is how we move forward. To all those people that told me I couldn't do it, here I am, right? I did it. How did I do it? Am I special? No. Am I the greatest photographer in the world? Absolutely not. But I stuck with it. I stuck with it because I needed to, because it was in me. And if you feel that way about something, whether it be painting, drawing, photography, writing, baking, I don't know why I'm on the baking kick today, but baking, do it. Go out there and do it. Act like it's your job, even if it's not. Treat it that way. Do you go to your work even when you're not feeling so well or you have a headache because you need to to get paid or the work won't get done? That's how this should be. Don't just do it when you kind of feel like it. If you really want to do it, you got to take those steps. And the further away you get from that, like, I have to do it feeling, the less likely you will ever be to do it. I remember when I was maybe 22, 23, when I first basically quit my good job to become a photographer. I've probably talked about this before. I realized that I had gone almost a year without doing the type, I mean, I probably took some pictures here and there, but without doing the type of photography I loved. I literally was so engrossed in photography through my life all the way to that point. Got this good job, got a new car, got busy with a girlfriend, got, you know, loved to go out to, to the, I used to go to the to the beach town and we'd go to the arcades. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. But anyways, Got doing all those things. And then I realized I'm not taking pictures anymore. And if I don't do it, I won't do it. And I did it. I did the rubber bandaid off thing. And I just quit my job and went to be a photographer and forced myself to do it. You don't have to do it that way. In my case, I kind of needed to because of the location I was in. But if you are always just dreaming and looking at the clouds, you'll never get anywhere. You've got to take those dreams and make them a reality. And you can only do that one step at a time. So live that life, the life that's inside you that a lot of people don't get to live because they won't take the chance. And even if the chance is just you lose some weekends or you don't get to go on a vacation this year, that's a risk worth taking in order to achieve something you really want to. I would love to hear from people about where they are in their journey. If you're younger and you're just getting into it, if you're older and you're doing it later in life, if you just love doing it and you don't ever plan on doing it full time, how do you keep yourself motivated? Do you treat it like a job? Do you make sure that you're regularly shooting? Do you kind of monitor yourself and say, am I improving? Am I moving forward? I'd be curious. So let me know. Okay. It looks like Anchor is removing the call in feature from the app. You can still use the link below and I'm going to add Google voice number soon. So I'll put that in the in the show notes as well. So if you're looking, listening to this podcast and you want to check the show notes, there might be a number in there. I don't have it yet. So, you know, but you might be listening to this later or I might get it before I put this thing live. So just look there too. But if you want to leave a, a message or send me an email, my email is avoice at dnphoto.com. Also in the description show notes below. I'll also put a link to the book I'm talking about. I'm probably going to talk about this next week and go through the rest of the book. He has a whole section about going pro, which I think is really interesting and could be some good advice there. If you have a chance to pick up the book, pick it up. You can read it really quickly and then you'll know what I'm, you can read along next week because <laughs> I would love to hear people think about this. One of the best ways to support a small podcast like this one 
is to review it on your favorite podcast app and give it a rating, five stars hopefully. Uh, Andrew Henning has sent us a review this week. Let's check it out. Five stars. Always thought-provoking content from Daniel. Well-structured and easy on the ear. I always look forward to the latest episode. Thanks. Well, thank you. <laughs> if you only saw my structure. No, I, I appreciate that. I think that what I try to do here is deliver to you in as concisely as possible. And if you know me well enough, I'm watching things. I'm not that concise. Uh, the ideas that are on my mind. I'm a working artist. You are artists listening to this. And we can have a conversation. And that's really what this podcast is about. So thank you, Andrew, for calling in. Thanks, everybody who has rated and reviewed the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast in other ways, I've also just started a Patreon. If you want to uh, go there, I'll put a link in the show notes below. This is going to allow for the podcast to stay afloat. There's some various different levels on there, and I'm going to make a video about the different levels of the Patreon on my YouTube channel, so I'll put a link to that also here. But effectively, there's going to be some support levels where you get some extra content, and there's going to be some mentoring levels for those people who have been asking me for one-on-one -on -one mentoring. So if you're interested in any of that, go ahead and check out the Patreon link in the description below. Thanks everyone who has written in or called it in the past. All of you who are listening, those who support me on the Patreon, I really appreciate it. This podcast has been kind of a passion project for me. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. Those who follow my YouTube channel have seen that I was kind of was doing podcasty type stuff and I, continue, I want to continue to do this. So as long as you are listening, I will continue to talk and I'll talk to you soon.